Welcome to the Vulnerable Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Almeida. Each week, we'll share inspiring stories and tips on facing vulnerability and the lessons we can use to help us be able to find success and fulfillment in our own lives. With each episode, we hope to impact one listener. And if anything you've heard has impacted you, we'd appreciate you sharing it on social. Thank you for listening. Now let's get vulnerable. Sharon Salzberg said, We exercise kindness in any moment when we recognize our shared humanity with all the hopes, dreams, joys, disappointments, vulnerability, and suffering that it implies. This is episode 47 of the Vulnerable Podcast with Ashley Sherma. Her father struggled with substance abuse, which meant her upbringing was anything but easy. Not only that, but it would lead to years of shame and her not opening up about it to anyone. Then five years ago, the sudden passing of her father due to a heart attack would begin a journey of healing. It would be her decision to join a grief group that would lead her down the path of helping others. After facilitating some of the same programs she went through, she began to realize her why. Now, through her and her husband's company and podcast, For the Good, they're helping spread the message that your pain can lead to your purpose. Whether it's speaking on stages or facilitating retreats, she's doing her best to use the vulnerabilities she's faced to help people overcome their own. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get vulnerable with Ashley Sherma. Hey, Ashley, thank you for coming on the Vulnerable Podcast. I'm excited to have you on today. Uh, like I said, just before we started this call, um, I signed up for a newsletter on podcastguest.com, was featured on there. You were number one to, to sign up, and you're also number one to schedule your interview. So uh, again, thanks for showing interest, and thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. So the first question I ask every guest to get started is, what is your definition of vulnerability? Sure. Well, I actually recently read a quote by Brene Brown. And as everybody knows, she talks a lot about vulnerability. And she says that vulnerability is not a weakness. It's our greatest sign of courage. And this quote really resonated with me on my journey of vulnerability and what it looks like when we share stories with others. And I think that it also means leaning in on having conversations that make us feel uncomfortable because in doing so, we can open that space up for others to not feel alone in what they're going through. Awesome. And it's funny, Brene Brown comes up a lot on this Mm -hmm. podcast for sure. And, you know, there's definitely that part of me that hopes one day she'll maybe uh, grace me with her presence on the podcast. But right now those are those. Those are high hopes, but, but you gotta, you gotta start somewhere. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, I definitely agree in terms of the fact that, you know, it's about sort of, it's showing your courage and showing your strength. And that's something that's also come up a lot on this podcast is that there's also strength in your vulnerability. And I think also what I'm trying to get across with the whole message and even the title of this podcast is not that vulnerability is something that makes you weaker or, mm-hmm. you know, should always be like this sort of you know, sad or whatever uh, moment in your life. It's more about what you can learn from it and how you can use it to push you forward. So couldn't agree with your definition more. So if we can go back um, and go back as far as you want, some people go back to when they're like five years old, some people it's like high school, whenever you feel comfortable. But if you were to look back on your life, when would you say would be the first time that you experienced some sort of vulnerability or or struggle or challenge in, in your life? Sure. Well, as I have recently been sharing, because I have found a personal transformation in my own life and in myself, is that my dad struggled with substance abuse. Um, So that was something that I experienced from a young age and grew up with. And that was something that has has always been difficult for me to talk about. 
mostly because of the stigma that's related to someone who struggles with an addiction and also what it looks like um, in relation to shame because it is you feel shame not only for your family struggling in that way but also to have a loved one to be able to be going through something like that so i would say that that would be the beginning of something that i became aware of when it comes to that vulnerability no and, and it seems to me that another part of that that would be extremely vulnerable is that if you're going through it at a younger age it might be really hard to understand i mean like you said you're you figured you've sort of figured things out now but as a as a you know child and stuff like that i'm sure it was kind of hard for you to understand what was going on or or try and even like relate to the person in any way shape or form yeah absolutely and it definitely goes back to you know when you're a kid and you go to somebody you know a friend's house and you see how the dynamics in that house. But one thing that I've learned is you don't know what happens behind closed doors. And <laughs> yeah. statistically, people who are struggling with addiction, especially right now, it it's astronomical. It's amazing as to how many people that are struggling with something like this, but it's just not talked about as often. So you really don't know who is actually going through something like that. No, for sure. And what, like, is there anything in particular that sort of made you come to this point now where you started to try and figure that stuff out or like, cause to me, I, I, you know, and I've, I probably brought this sort of question up in, in past podcasts where it's like, I don't, I don't, I, I can't sort of, part of me doesn't believe that there's like this aha moment where we just wake up one morning and we're like, Oh, I need to like really face this and figure it out. So was there something that sort of triggered that in your life or, or that made you sort of go there? Yeah, so for the longest time, as I mentioned, from when I was a kid up until I was actually just turned 30, so up until I was 29, this is something that I kept in myself, that I didn't openly share this story with others, and that includes other family members and friends, that it just wasn't something that I talked about or really my family, my mom, dad, my brother talked about with people, and I think it goes back to that stigma related to it, and right in... And in 2019, I started working with a business coach and she also is, serves as a life coach. And when we were talking, she said, well, to be able to effectively serve others, you have to work on your inner self first. And I said, okay, you know, I'm all here for it. And that was the beginning of the transformation because we started working inwardly into my why. And like they say, your why is the reason that pushes you forward and helps elevate you to be able to effectively serve people. And my why is to bring that healing to people who are hurting. And when we resorted that back to that, we understood that it was because of how I saw my dad struggle. And unfortunately, as I'm sure we, we will talk about, he passed away five, it's gonna be five years ago at 53. It was not related to, you know, his substance abuse. It was that is, he had a heart attack. Um, but it's something that I've learned to navigate. And I know that in order to effectively help and serve people in this space of hope and healing, I have to share my own vulnerability and story too. 
No, there's there's a lot there that I want to definitely touch on, but uh, you know the 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 no, I I probably won't release the video to this, but you know right when you said that part about working with a life coach and her sort of bringing up the point that you have to work on yourself and you have to go in inwards on yourself before you can sort of help others, I had this huge grin that just went on my face, and I think it's just because that is a consistent message that I'm hearing over and over again, and that I think it's important for people to hear that as well because I think a lot of people and and I really got into this on on a an episode a few days ago where you know I think a lot of people look at vulnerability right now because it's sort of a trending term um, Mm -hmm. that they look at it as like okay I got to get on social and I got to put out this teary-eyed like you know my life was so bad and blah 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 and get people to sort of feel sympathy for you and Mm -hmm. although that's important that's not the most important part of it if you don't do the inner work first you're just sort of putting out an act or or you know like I don't know how to put it because that's what I did I mean a few years ago I started putting out my story but I was putting out like the best parts of my story and then I started to feel weird about it like you know this gut feeling that was telling me something's not right here and what I realized was that I hadn't done a lot of work on myself or in other parts of my life like with my marriage and so on before I was putting certain things out there so I just I just really wanted to touch on that because I think it's a really important message that more people need to realize that you know as much as vulnerability is about sharing and about you know opening up you got to do the work on yourself first. Cause if you don't, I don't think that it's necessarily going to help anybody. It's just more of like mm-hmm. you looking maybe for recognition or sympathy or something like that. And it doesn't make you really feel any better at the end of the day. I don't think so. I don't know how you relate with that, but yeah, I just wanted to really make sure that point was put out there. Absolutely. I think that vulnerability as we all have learned is not easy to come out into the world that, is often perceived as everyone is perfect, especially with social media, because you see people living these perfect lives and you think, you know, if you are struggling with something, well, what's wrong with me or what's wrong with my family? So you keep that inside because you're too afraid to share your story and feel judged or that stigma related to it. Yeah, I know for sure. And social media is, I mean, that's a subject that we could get into and talk for probably a really long time, but we'll stay away from it for now. But I definitely agree with what you had to say there. And something else that I sort of picked up from what you were, when you were sort of telling that little bit there about, you know, what sort of triggered it. um, It sounds to me like the, the loss of your dad, which my condolences, by the way, but it seems to me like the loss of him may have also sort of triggered some of this as well, because like you're saying, you sort of had to deal with, it seems like a lot all at once. You you went to this life slash business coach. Uh, you know, it seems like you had a lot going on, but I'm I'm just wondering if that was sort of the trigger as well. Was him leaving, if you maybe didn't get to have some of the discussions or, or the thing, get to maybe acknowledge some of the things that you've now acknowledged, is, did that have anything to do with it? Absolutely. I think that being that he's not here, that I don't feel as though you know, I'm able to help him, but I can help somebody else who is struggling in that way. Had he still been here, there would have been that hope to be able to still have these kinds of conversations. But with him no longer here, my biggest mission is to be able to help other people who are struggling like that. No, definitely. And again, I just, I find it, this person that I had on, I think on the last episode that I did last week, um, he was talking about catalysts. That's his like big word and his one word. And and it seems to me like that's what's coming up right now too, is that there's these catalysts in our life that if we pay attention to them, we can, we can really derive something from them. Like, and that's sort of something I've been doing over the last few years even before starting this podcast is looking at things that have happened and trying to pull the lessons from them and trying to have them teach me something rather than sort of 
suppressing them. Like when I had a major loss in my life a few years ago, I suppressed a lot of the feelings. I suppressed a lot of the emotions uh, and just tried to sort of put my head into other things and like not try and focus on it or think about it. And that just tends to lead you down a, a worse place. In my opinion. So in, in what ways would you say that sort of your um, just to, to get an idea, what ways are you do? In what ways are you sort of helping other people? You, you're, you've said that a few times in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, helping other people heal. So, what what is it that you're doing to to help them with that? I think the biggest thing to remember that I've learned is that in difficult times, we have the ability to transform pain into purpose. So that is something that I keep reminding myself that no matter what kind of difficult situation we face we're able to transform that to be able to use for the good and to be able to serve and help others. And so after all of this, I have been working with a grief support group. So I first went there about two years ago for a workshop that they had. It was an eight week workshop. And I was just impacted and influenced by the people who were there helping, volunteering, facilitating these groups. So on that first day, I said, I am going to come back here once I do my grief work, you know, to be able to facilitate these groups and help other young adults. Because I've learned that particularly particularly in the space of grief, that there's not a lot of tools and resources for young adults. There are a lot of tools, you know, for kids or younger or older people who have lost a spouse or a child. But in the space of 2030s, there's really not a whole lot. So I wanted to make sure that I used my situation to be able to help people in that space. No, oh, awesome. Uh, again, <laughs> that, that that word catalyst just comes to mind again, because mm. it just seems like you've, in the last few years, at least, uh, from what it sounds like, you've really sort of taken everything that's come your way and tried to find that lesson and, and tried to use it in some positive form, which is amazing, because I think a lot of us, like I said, even myself, we can just get so caught up in things and our thoughts and our emotions that we just end up letting them, you know, sort of leave us sitting on the couch watching Netflix and not really doing anything, um, which is a place that I've been to as well. So I'm not, you know, trying to judge or anything whatsoever. So, you know, I want to get an idea here too, you know, when you going through all the stuff that you went through um, as a child, going through things as a young adult and so on, like what was it that you would say sort of helped you get through those times? I mean, you said recently the biggest thing that helped you was that life coach uh, mm-hmm. and, and business coach. But aside from that and everything else that you've been through, what, what would you say helped you sort of get through it, overcome it, whatever way you want to look at it? Sure. Well, I actually was recently asked to go to a, and help out at a speaking engagement. So there I shared my story, particularly on grief. And I've learned that, dang, sorry, I forgot my, what I was about to say. It's okay. <laughs> it sometimes, I, sometimes I get so into it. I'm like, where am I going with this? Sorry about that. <laughs> no worries. No worries. It happens. It seems to me like you might've been trying to say something about sharing your story and how um, mm-hmm. that may have helped you sort of when you found the relation with other people. I don't know. It's, I'm just taking a, a guess here. What was the question that you asked again? I'm sorry. It was just like, what sort of like, what helped you in terms of, you know, overcoming mm, okay. those situations, getting through the, 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 the rough stuff as a child, as a young adult, you. like what, what helped you sort of move past All that, right. get through it, overcome it, whatever we want. I'm ready. Thank yeah, you. Go ahead. That. No, no, go Perfect. ahead. <laughs> well, I actually was recently asked to go to a speaking engagement where I shared this and I was asked, you know, what is something that has helped you navigate through tough times? And the two things that I always say when somebody asks me this is my faith and my family. 
So with that one or the other, I wouldn't, I don't think I would have been able to get through it in the way that I have, because those two things are the foundation of my life. No. And so this is another subject that's come up before a family. I a hundred percent understand that. I think the people that you surround yourself with, whether it be family or friends, your support uh, group of people, like that main core group of people is key. I've seen it in my life over the last few years as I've gotten closer to family and as I've, you know, grown some stronger friendships, I've seen my life completely shift just because again, whoever you surround yourself with, I think ends up sort of equaling who you are in some shape or form. The one part that, you know, I want to, I guess, get, get a little more into is in terms of faith. I, I'm not the most religious person and, and I don't know if that's what you mean by faith or not, but I mean, I grew up, um, you know, my, my dad is a Catholic. My mom is not, I was baptized, but I didn't really follow much further than that in life. Um, and, and it's not that I don't believe in, in, you know, religion or anything like that. I, you know, I believe there's a higher power, but I don't have that sort of, you know, I'm, I'm this type of faith or whatever. So just to get into that from your side, like, how would you say that your faith helped you particularly just cause I, I, I definitely still take an interest in it because mm-hmm. it may be something that I end up bringing into my life. I've, I, my wife and I are about to have a kid and maybe that's going to come forward at that point. I don't know, but anyways, get it just to get an idea from you. Like how did your faith help you? Sure. What I, I would say that my faith has helped me because it has given me that hope and that faith and that belief that there is something after all of this and believing that everything is connected for a purpose. And rather than feeling like, you know, my dad passing away or him going through a difficult time through an addiction is just meant to hurt and hinder us, that it is able to raise us higher and to take us to another place. So I think that in all of life's difficulty and even in day-to-day things, you know, it has helped me navigate, I think, a lot easier and to have that peace. So I feel like even in those times, I've held that belief in myself that knowing that there is a greater purpose and that I am more at peace with everything that happens, if that makes sense. No, and, and it, it, it definitely does. But it, like I said, for me, it's just I'd like to get that understanding from people because it might just be that, you know, I have a lack of understanding of faith or other listeners, right? Because that's the thing. Like, I, I don't think I'm the only one. And like I said, it's not that I don't have you know, faith, it's just for me, organized religion is something that I've struggled with for a long time. Um, and like I said, so I'm just trying to get an idea, you know, the one guest that I had on, she explained how sort of her faith was a big part because the community that you find in faith is also a big part of it. Like mm-hmm. the community that she found in her church and stuff like that was a lot of what helped her get through some of her struggles. So I just wanted to get an idea of how your faith in particular, just to, again, maybe give myself some own thing, myself some things to contemplate and think about, you know, and I think the important part for me too is that I like to learn from these podcasts as well. I'm not just putting this out there for my listeners to learn, which I love too, obviously, but I want to learn myself. And so that's why I ask these questions because, you know, there's things that I still don't know and I'm still growing in many ways, shapes and forms. So, um, yeah. So yeah, thanks for, for putting that out there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like, as you mentioned, community is a big part of it too, that there are faith based people who provide you that grace and compassion in the good times in life and then the bad times and that they're there for you. And this doesn't necessarily go back to just a religious community, but any community that you can find that just makes you feel like a better person and supports you, like I said, in in the ups and the downs in life is perfect. 
No, and another great way of looking at it and putting it into perspective because that might not necessarily have been the way that I looked at it. So I, I definitely appreciate that. So if you were to sort of, um, I guess, look back at, you know, everything that's happened throughout your life, all the sort of struggles that you face, the vulnerable moments, everything, what what sort of, you know, toll would you say that that took on you? Um, you know, if you were to sort of culminate it all, like what what else did you sort of, you know, maybe go through or face um, throughout those that period of time from childhood all the way into young adulthood where you're at now, where you've sort of started to figure things out or, or figured out a lot more? What what sort of toll would you say that took on your life? Mm, what do you mean by that? So in, in terms of like, you know, emotionally, um, you know, if there's anything else that you sort of had to face or, or anything that you had to um, mm. I don't know. I don't know what the word I'm looking, but you get the idea, I guess. Now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think that when we go through really tough times, it builds up our resiliency to be able to support us in other times of difficulty. So in my dad passing away, if you would have asked me prior to or told me of the circumstances that was going to be coming my way, I would have never believed I would have been able to make it through. And looking back, it just amazes you as to the strength that you have within yourself. And even I believe that moving forward, anything that comes my way, that I have that resiliency and that strength. And I know that I can walk through those tough times because of that. Okay. So I, I, yeah. So I I, I guess for me again, it's, it seems like, and I know I keep bringing this up, but it seems like Mm -hmm. you're just sort of continuously learning how to derive the better parts of things rather than again get stuck in the sadness or the depressive moments or whatever it might be you're sort of using it to sort of teach you that lesson like you said of resilience of having strength of you know and and would did that show up as well because you know again i want to sort of go back as well too did, did that present itself through your childhood as well or was it other was there other sort of because i know you touched on it early on in the episode and and that's why i want to sort of culminate it as like a whole now is you know in early on in the episode you said you know going to friends houses you may have felt a little bit um different because what was going on at home and you you go there and it's not going on there and you're sort of there's that shame or whatever like was was again was there there's strength and resilience that you found in that as well as a child or was it harder, I guess, to deal with as a child, if that makes sense? Absolutely. I feel like I've always been based in a space of a mindset shifted to the positive. And I have learned that even through those difficult times, especially when it comes back to my dad struggling, that I knew even young that I had two choices, that I could either move forward with forgiveness or choose to have things hurt me in the same way that I saw things hurt him. And that was a reason why he, you know, chose to cope in that way. If you want to say the word choose, I don't know. I probably shouldn't have said that word because I know no. people can get funny about that. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, so dang it. What was I going to say? You were just talking about how you can choose to go from like, you can mm. choose to be in the negative or the positive or be forgiving or not. Mm. Um, so I think you're going somewhere with in terms of like, you know, you, you have the choice and you, I guess, obviously took sort of the more positive approach. Yeah. And I've learned that life doesn't happen to us. It happens for us. So just that message in no matter what kind of circumstance, I remind myself that I, that in everything that we face in life that we can view it in a positive way or understanding that there can be purpose found within it. So it goes back to the different things that I've experienced that I know that it 
can either hurt and hinder me or I can use that as, like I said, a catalyst to be able to move me further. No, and what, what, what sort of came to mind as you were saying that in terms of like the forgiveness part is it seems to me that one thing that you discovered early on, which a lot of us probably even struggle with now is empathy. It seems like as a child, you must have had a ton of empathy to be able to forgive somebody that was causing some sort of pain or shame or whatever it was that you were feeling because of that situation for you to be able to at such a young age understand that it was better to forgive than to blame or to again, be negative about it. That seems pretty incredible to me because I think, like I said, most of us, even in our adults, uh, adulthood can't understand sort of empathy and, and how it can sort of help us. I, I don't know if you agree or not, but yeah, I just, that's the, the word that really came to mind as you were saying that. Yeah. I actually recently at church, they were talking more on a workshop on forgiveness. And they said that when we hold something inside of us, it actually poisons us before it even impacts somebody else. So people think that by holding on to anger or holding on to hurt is hurting the other person, but the only person that it's really hurting is yourself. So I think that, you know, forgiveness isn't about forgiving that other person necessarily, mm -hmm. because I know that people can really hurt people and, and, but it's more for yourself and to be able to set yourself free from that. No, and it, you're just making some solid points here. And, and it just, it's making me smile because it's just making me, it's triggering thoughts in my head. Like I know there's another quote out there and I don't know who it's from, but it's something to the, to, it's something like uh, resentment is like poisoning your own drink and then expecting it to kill somebody else or something like that. And it's the same thing you're saying there in terms of, you know, forgiveness isn't necessarily about forgiving the other person. It's about doing it for yourself. And I think that that is a, a great message to put out there because I, I think what, what I'm, what I'm getting a lot from this episode or this interview is that a lot of what you're talking about is the self work. Again, it's not necessarily what you do outwards. Um, it's about doing that, that work on yourself. So again, I just kudos to you for figuring this all out and then being able to put it out there in, in the way that you are, because I think that, you know, it's going to help people that you're talking to and even people that listen in on this episode. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, not a problem. Not a problem. <laughs> so how would you say that everything that, that you've sort of gone through and throughout your life has helped you get to where you're at right now? I know you touched on it a bit in terms of, you know, it's sort of become your business and, and what you're trying to do with people. It's become your purpose. But if you can sort of maybe get into it a little bit more, how would you say it's all helped you really get to, to the Ashley we know now? I would say mindset. I think that everybody has a choice as to the thoughts that they fill themselves up with. And I know that just being a human being, that negative thoughts can, can trickle in. But I think that awareness comes to play into that and understanding that we get to choose the thoughts that we have. And if a negative one comes in, you have to replace it with a positive one. So I think that just our perspective on life is the key and that in focusing on a negative mindset that can, like I said, go back and hurt and hinder us and bring us down. Or we can choose to believe that, you know, we go back to the, the space of purpose and that everything is actually working out for our greater good. No, again, perspective, another like just keywords that you're bringing in here that I just want to really touch on because I, I, that's another big one is perspective again is where, you know, we can choose again that, you know, if we can look at a moment as negative or positive, it really just depends on the, the perspective that we, we, we take on it. And just, I don't know, it might seem like a weird question, but do you meditate at all? Because a lot of what you're bringing up seems to me to be come derived for a little bit from like mindfulness and mindfulness practices. But if you don't, that's cool. I just, it's just something I'm, I'm wondering. 
I do every now and then. Okay. I have um, the Headspace app on my phone. Okay. So that's something that I have practiced before, and I'm sure that I can get better at, at implementing <laughs> it day to day. But yeah, the messages definitely drive back to that mindfulness and the practices through meditation that you're talking about. And and even I've I've had a conversation with a friend like when I started meditating pretty consistently. He's um he's got a. I don't, I don't want to say he's more religious because I think that's a bad way of putting it, but he's definitely got a little more, a little, his faith is maybe a little bit stronger. And so when we started talking about that, he said, I don't meditate, but I pray. And I'm assuming that that's something that's in your life pretty consistently. So even in, in terms of that, would you say that even that helps in, in a sense, just because again, I want to give people tips that they might be able to take away. Yeah, I would say so. I think that just having that relationship with God or, you know, whatever that looks like for somebody else, a higher power that has our, that has our greatest good as, our, as an intention, I think that is very important to be able to believe that there's something more and that there's something beyond this life than just for what it is. No, again, I think it goes back to what you said before, perspective. And that's why I just wanted to ask that question about whether prayer has helped you, because it sounds to me like that it, it also that prayer or meditation, whatever way you want to do it or whatever way you want to look at it, is a great way to gain perspective just based on what you said there. So um, again, just these are just, I, I'm really enjoying this conversation for somebody that I, I haven't really, really known for a long time. Well, other than this phone call, I don't really know you. Um, but yeah, aside from like just somebody to meet a, a randomly, I think that your message and everything is definitely sort of really tying in with the message that I try and get across on this podcast, but you're also able to sort of take what you've learned and put it into uh, easy ways for people to sort of implement it, if that makes sense. I, I, and I I enjoy when that happens because for me, the, the relatability of an episode makes a big difference to me because not everybody has gone through the same situation as you or somebody else, but your, your way of sort of, putting it into a more relatable form is, is just awesome. So again, I, I know I've said that already, but I'm just really grateful for that because I, I want people to be able to learn, like I said. So um, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, when I was working with the life coach, she actually shared with me that, you know, I've always been on, on social media. I've, I share positive messages in that since the beginning, I wanted to make sure that what I was using that platform to use it for something good. And she said, well, Ashley, you can't go on there and just share everything always positive and then and then say that you're going to help people in hope and healing you know who are struggling because to them looking at that they're thinking well what does she know about hurting or about helping me in that space of healing she said to be able to help them you have to be vulnerable you know as we talked about and share your story so they know that you understand them and that you get what they're talking about on this level no, and and it sounds like you're an awesome coach there because yeah. I couldn't agree more than that. I mean, whether it's, you know, in articles that I've written or this podcast or whatever, like the one thing that I've noticed over time is when you share things, you find out that you're not the only one that's gone through it. And that goes back to that whole relatability factor. Like when I lost my job a few years ago and I put out an article about it, when I was about to post it, I was like, oh no, like what are people going to think? They're, they're going to judge me, whatever. But the opposite happens where like, you know, a hundred people reach out to you and they're like, I just lost my job too. And you're like, oh, okay. It's not just me. Right. But when you're first in that sort of situation, you, you definitely, have that feeling of like loneliness and like I'm the only one or I suck or whatever and I think it's important for us to learn that you know there's more people out there that are just like us and it sounds like your coach sort of helped you uh, get that message put out there yeah and something that I that I always reflect on too is 
that there are 7 billion people in this world, and yet there's so many people that feel alone. And I think that ultimately we're called to share our stories, to be able to help others who are either struggling or on a similar journey as us. Because when we hold those stories inside, we're not doing anybody, we're doing ourselves and other people a disservice because there are a lot of people, as I said, who are struggling. So they are becoming, I'm trying to think of how I want to say this. There are a lot of people who are struggling. So they resort to the addiction that we talk about or other unhealthy coping, um, mm -hmm. unhealthy coping mechanisms. And I think that when we lean in on having hard conversations like this, it opens the door for people to understand that they're not walking this journey alone that, and that there is hope at the end of this journey. No, I, again, I couldn't agree more. And I think that, you know, the other thing too, is that there's multiple ways to go about this. Like you've said, you, it could be a coach, it could be family, it could be your faith, it could be therapy. You know, I've had, I've, I've definitely given a lot of thought to therapy recently because a lot of people that have come on here have experienced it and have, you know, incredible things to say about it. And, you know, and I don't want it to be the reason that I do it, but I just feel like there's something there as well. And so that's why, like, I just wanted to sort of bring that up is like, there's so many ways to do this, right? It, like I said, coach, could be family like for me a lot of my the work that I've done has been mainly with my wife you know talking things out with her having deeper conversations with her putting it sort of all on the table rather than holding it in and trying to figure it out myself because for years that's all I did I tried to figure it out all inside my own head and that just ends up being a mess because <laughs> you go in 20 different directions and you end up just getting more lost than you were to begin with so um, so yeah I just wanted to sort of bring that up and I don't know if that's something again that you agree with or something that you've been through or experienced but uh, but yeah just wanted to sort of bring that up. I think the biggest thing is for people to be open to trying different things and seeing which one works best for them because it's not, we're, all, we're not all supposed to try the same things and it's going to work. So what yeah. works for me may not work for you. And for one person, you know, therapy is, is perfect. I, after my dad passed away, I did go talk to somebody and I didn't think that that was the right fit for me. I more so found that going to the workshops and having that group of people who are my age and the same loss and to be able to openly share the different things that I was feeling was more a good fit. But like I said, I think the biggest thing is for people not to view any kind of help as a negative thing. And I think that it's important as a society that we are stepping in more into the self-care and self-help and understanding how important mental health is. No. <laughs> solid way of putting it better than what I was trying to put. <laughs> I was trying to pretty much do what say what you said there, but definitely a much better way to put it is to oh, try different things uh, and to try different. Thank you. But it's to try different things and find what works for you. And, you know, like you said, I didn't even put in there about the support groups, but that's definitely another area that I could see um, helping, you know, like for me, I, I found that in a, in the sense of like, you know, when I, like I said, put stuff out there online and the people that I connected with, that sort of in a sense became my support group because we were able to relate and we were able to talk about things that, you know, somebody else may not understand, but we definitely could because we had just sort of been through the same experience. So, um, but yeah, definitely a great way of putting it. So would you say at this point where you're at right now that you've, you've found success and fulfillment in your life, or would you say that you're still on a journey towards it? I feel like we're always on a journey. And I think that that journey just keeps, just keeps going, that this is something in our life that we're, we experience ups and downs and that everything, when you look back at life, you can see how everything just comes together and fits in place. Because when you're always looking ahead, you're wondering 
where this fits in with this. I'm trying to, sorry. I know, I, know, I think I get what you're saying. <laughs> you're, you're basically saying like, in, in rather than being in the past or the future to try and be in the present, because when you're trying to focus on either of those other two, you're not really paying attention to what's going on in your life right now. You can edit part of that out, what I was just saying, because I started get I get really excited and then I get ahead of myself. Yeah, so. no, it's, it's all good. It's a podcast. There's no, <laughs> there's no like perfection here. It's, you know, <laughs> the conversation goes wherever it goes and everything. So, but yeah, no, I just, I, I, I was just trying to sort of derive from what you said. And it seems to me like that's the, the point that you're trying to get at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, down to the last sort of question here. Uh, what I what I wanted to have sort of my listeners walk away from uh, the podcast with is sort of really some some key lessons or some key tips that they can implement into their own life. So I like to ask each guest to give three sort of key takeaways or three important lessons from their journey um, that people could then, like I said, implement into what they're going through right now. Sure. So number one, I would say is to talk about it. Because I think that the biggest thing, as you mentioned too, that people tend to want to stuff in feelings or how, you know, different things that they go through rather than sharing it with someone. And I know that, you know, not saying go out and just share it with anybody on the street, but find somebody that you trust or with other people who are facing a similar circumstance. So this can go back to the different support groups or it can be in person. I know that there's a lot of opportunity online. On Facebook, there's Facebook groups that people can resort to. And I think that in doing so, you won't feel as alone. And it will also empower you and bring you that hope to see others who have walked a similar journey and to be able to support each other in that way. Uh, Number two, I would say it goes back to the message I mentioned earlier that life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. And that we have the ability to transform that pain into purpose. And it really is a matter of shifting our perspective on it. And the third one I would say is to allow yourself grace and compassion. Because everyone, we're all learning as we go and know that it is okay to feel as you do. Just know that you don't want to get stuck in that space of pain because it will inevitably hurt and hinder you more than anything else. So I think that just allowing yourself that time to understand that what you have been through is what it is but don't get stuck in that space no solid three again and mm. i the, the first one uh, i guess goes back to what i'm trying to do here uh, with the podcast and then even what we've talked about multiple times throughout this episode is really just talking about it. it when talking about it again it allows you to sort of release it but then also find the people that relate with it too and then the last one was probably the most interesting for me because the first two, I, I've heard similar things, but the last mm-hmm. one, I, I haven't heard anybody say that. And I think that it's important to sort of have that compassion and have that, you know, grace, like you said, for ourselves, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of us, we want to focus on, you know, like you said earlier on in the podcast, we want to focus on helping others and, and being showing compassion for others, but we have to have it for ourselves as well. Because otherwise, you know, like you said, you're, you might be helping others get through their pain, but then you're still feeling a lot on your own. And that's not helping you nor them because you might not be actually giving them the tools and stuff that they actually need. So um, solid three tips there. Thank you for those. Thank you. So the last thing I like to do um, just to close off the podcast is, is give people an opportunity to sort of promote themselves, promote whatever they're up to, share programs, social handles, whatever they want, however they want people to find them. Um, so yeah, f- go ahead. The floor is yours. Sure. Well, I would love to connect with you all um, on Facebook or Instagram. You can find me at, at Ash Surma 
or our For the Good page at For the Good Official. And we have a podcast with the same name called For the Good. And I'm also working on my book launch for next month. I know that you said that this podcast will be, you know, a little while out, but it is going to be launched in May, which just happens that everything fell into place that it's going to be the five-year anniversary coming up of my dad passing away. So it is something that I've spent a lot of time thinking on and reflecting on just the matter of how everything connects and how everything falls into place as it does. Um, But it's going to be called The Mountains That We Climb and how we conquer them with faith and resiliency. And it's focused on the power of resiliency and how we have the power to transform pain into purpose. And I share a lot of my own stories similar to those that we've talked about and take the reader on a healing journey so they in turn feel empowered to share their journey and their story to be able to bring hope and healing to others who are walking a similar path. And as as we said, shame and the discomfort and the discomfort ugh. And the discomfort of having these tough conversations can often prevent people from doing so. So that is the focus of what the book is going to be about. Oh, awesome. And I, and I love that last point there about the shame and the discomfort is what stops people because I think that a lot of us were afraid to go outside of what's comfortable. And once you do is where you really find the growth and where you're really able to sort of come into your own. And I've experienced that a hundred times over the past years after I lost my job and trying all these different things, even starting this podcast. We talked about that before we hopped on and like starting something like this was like, you know, am I going to know what I'm doing? How are the interviews going to go? Am I going to find guests? Are people going to think that my subject, I'm just trying to be trendy, like all these different things. And and when you just sort of leave all that behind, or at least try and not, not necessarily ignore it, but at least move past it is where you're going to find the real growth and, and the real, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. Like the, I want to say the awesome parts of life. But <laughs> I don't know if that's the best way to put it, but nonetheless, I, you know, I, I couldn't agree more in terms of sort of just getting out of that comfort zone. Um, so yeah, uh, awesome. I will definitely put all that in the show notes. Definitely check out your podcast um, in the in the near future. I've, I've got a list in my library, and I'm trying to go through them. <laughs> but, There's only so much time in a day. <laughs> no, for sure. And I try and listen to them like at work and stuff like that. And it's just so it's just a matter of you know uh, putting putting you in there and then just uh, checking it out because it, it, with what you've shared today, I, I definitely feel like there's some insight that uh, not only I can gain, but some of my listeners can gain. So like I said, I'll have all that in the show notes. So lastly, I just want to awesome. thank you again for, for coming on, Ashley. Uh, you know, it's, to me, it's, it's amazing to me that people that I don't know, like yourself, have enough faith in me and what I'm doing to sort of come on here and share so openly. Um, and so I just appreciate you taking the time today. I appreciate you putting it all out there, putting it on the table. And, and uh, I hope, you know, nothing but success for you and, and helping others. And I think, you know, like I said, just from this podcast interview, you're going to help people if, if they listen in and, and really sort of take away from what, what you had to say. So thank you a lot for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I know that you are inspiring people along on your journey. So like we said, that there is strength and vulnerability and bravery. So I applaud you for taking that step also. Awesome. Well, thank you. Take care. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and follow the podcast on Instagram at vulnerable.podcast or on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can also follow me, Brian Almeida, by searching my name on all platforms. If the podcast has impacted you in any way, I would also greatly appreciate a review. Lastly, if you know anyone with a great story of going from struggle to success, I would love to have them on. 
Thank you and see you next week.